I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. In this week's podcast, we'll be talking about the absurdity of plotting and murdering your spouse and thinking you'll get away with it. Crazy. It's not going to happen. So settle in and enjoy this week's podcast titled Love Hurts. Scotty, the reason I picked the subject for this week's podcast was because of a conversation that I had with my husband last week. He's always walking in the room where I'm working or folding clothes or doing whatever, and according to him, I'm always watching City Confidential, Snapped, you name it. Well, you know, I can kind of relate to him there, because if you've got a spouse that's watching these I Can Kill Somebody shows... (laughs) You you start wondering if they're thinking it. I don't understand what the problem is. I mean, just because I'm sitting there watching the show and sharpening knives, I mean, or taking notes. I mean, really? Who would get suspicious of that? Well, I do like watching those types of shows, and it helps pass the time with whatever I'm doing. Yeah. But I can tell you that he jokingly always asks the same question. And what's that? Do I need to be worried? I don't blame the man. Well, and that got me to thinking, well, does he? What makes a husband want to kill a wife? Or wife want to kill her husband? And more importantly, why do they always think that they're going to get away with it? And they're not very good at it. No, they're not. You know, going back to what you just said of, you know, after all this time, I think it reaches a point with some people to where they snap. And they and there make, goes the show called Snap. It sure was. See, you watch that. You're yeah. starting to speak hey, Believe me. me, I know. I think people will marry somebody thinking, this is my way out of of where I'm at in life. And if I marry this person, life's going to be great. They've got a little money, and it's going to be perfect. And then they marry them, and they're mean or, or whatever the case is. They're just not happy. They treat them bad or don't respect them. And then, you know, one day you wake up, and there's a butcher knife uh, coming at you. Well, and there's some that really think they're married for the right reason. And they find out that for whatever reason, they're ready to move on to greener pastures. Now, I do agree with divorce when it comes to a man should never hit a woman. Absolutely not whatsoever. If you're being abused, go, get, get out of it. Absolutely. But Amen to that. Now, if you're just joining the gym, this is always the sign. This, this, And there's a lot of men that are going to sit back and go, yeah. If she joins the gym, you've been married to her 20 years. She's never been to a gym. She's decent size, you know. But she joins that gym. It's all over, buddy. Why? Why do you say that? Because like nine out of ten marriages I know, their wife go do that. It's a divorce six months later. Always. Think about Sit back and think about what I just said. Somebody that's never been to a gym, I'm not saying somebody that their entire life's been Well, that fit. goes both ways, though. I mean, you hear about guys that all of a sudden well, need to, uh, their 
20 pounds over uh, weight or they weigh, you know, whatever they do, and they lose 20 pounds pretty quickly and they start pumping iron, they start going from the uh, whitey tighties to the yeah. boxers. And, you know, there's a sign right there. Oh, the underwear's a sign? Yes. So I didn't know that. Yes. Well, see, because you know why I don't know that? Because I don't buy my own underwear. Well. I have actually never bought any. <laughs> Angie just lays them out and that's what you put on? That's what I get for Christmas. Okay, I got you. So, Scotty Ray, you and I were talking about the other day about, you know, we've been very blessed in having what we call a good marriage. Yeah, she's so mean I can't leave. Well, but you've been married for 30 years, so that counts for something. Yeah, boy, I was, yeah, it's been a long time, Terry. And I've been married myself for 23 years, and I really think of my spouse as my soulmate. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get on his nerves or he doesn't get on mine, but I can't imagine my life with anybody else. Yeah, I can't either. She tells me what to think. But, she told me I couldn't think about things like that. Well, and she's got you right where she wants you. <laughs> but, you know, there are some people that don't have that kind of luck. No, there's not. Uh, you know, I know people that are married that are absolutely miserable. And, you know, at what point do you go, you know, it's time for this to end and walk away? But, you know. How far do you let it go? Well, but the other thing is, is that I have always found just kind of a mystery is, when you hear of people that have been married 25, 30 years, or even longer, yeah. and then all of a sudden you find out they're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. But That's more than half your life. Yes, exactly. And I know now, and it's like I tell my child, you really, I want her really to be picky when she selects that person, because odds are not in your favor when you get married that it will last. That's terrible to go into a marriage thinking that the odds are already stacked against you. But there are some success stories. You have a success story. I have a success story. I couldn't imagine my life with anybody else. You can't either. But then, you know, you've got these others that have been married 25, 30 years, and all of a sudden they decide that it's time to quit. But on the flip side, you have people that may be married a long period of time that decide they can't live with them and they don't want them around at all. You know, I've heard people say, I can't stand to hear her breathe. And, you know, it kind of catches you off guard like, Dude, if you really dislike her that much, well, yeah, because you you're go. going. I mean, I would think you're going to hear them breathe quite often yeah. if you're spending any time. If with somebody them. aggravates you that bad. Well, and so this story, you know, just kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and we have to we, let's go to Georgia as we keep things in the South. The things just happen in Georgia. Uh, you would think in your seventies that you're, if you're married, that you're happily married for that long, or at least you know how to tolerate one another. Correct, you know. I, you know, at this point in my life, I don't get mad. I, I truly don't. It ships. It's going to be okay. I go to bed tomorrow. We'll discuss it. Well, I think you kind of mature as you've been married for a long period of time. Things that may have gotten on your nerves, you've matured, and then you've kind of learned to ignore it. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Pick your battles. That's right. Am, am I full? Did I have a good meal? And get out of the way. I'm going to bed. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> some people decide that. They've had enough, and when they've had enough, it's not that they just go to bed and they wake up the next day and start a new day. You're going to take care of them once and for all, and they're not going to have a good outcome. All right, so let's let's dig into the Internet here, and let's go to Augusta, Georgia. Okay. We all know where Augusta is. Yep. A 71-year-old woman is accused of killing her husband, and he's uh, I think he's 75. Yeah, uh, she was just this happened in January of uh, 2020. So this is kind of fresh there. Frida 
Eugene Drake was arrested on January the 9th at a home she shared near Augusta with her husband, James Christopher Drake. The uh, DA told the judge that Frida had become fed up with her husband's behavior. And I know what you're thinking over there. What could she be fed up over? It says that Frida indicated that her husband had a prescription pill problem. Hmm. And I mean, I can understand that would cause some stress in the marriage. Well, it did stress her out. It stressed her out so bad that it says that Frida reportedly shot her husband as he sat in his recliner and she went on to bed after it. She shoots him <laughs> and goes to bed. I guess she had, she was full, had a good meal. He bothered her. She shot him. And I guess now that's what you call fed up. Yeah. But I guess Frida thinks, you know, I just shot him. He's going to be okay. It's like a video game. Well, the thing about it is that's so fascinating about the story is most people that shoot somebody in the head, correct? They're probably not going to have a good outcome. They're no. not going to make it. They're not going to get up from the recliner and get in the bed with them. Well, she apparently thought that because she goes back later to wake him up, and well, he's dead. So she does. She calls her grandson first, and then the grandson is the smart one of the bunch here. He calls nine one one to report it, uh, and they come over and. Uh, She's in a state of shock at that point because I don't think she really, I don't think she really thought she killed him. Does that make sense? I mean, what did she think she was shooting him with? Buckshot or something? I mean, if it's a bullet, yeah, but I with think a loaded it, gun. And this is all just I'm thinking out loud here as I go along. I think she thought that she was going to shoot him to show him that she wasn't scared of him to teach him a lesson, and that she all was going to take. Okay. She was going to take care of him and that pill problem. Yeah. Now, she's a retired housekeeper. She did take care of the uh, prescription pill problem, though. She sure did. Her bond was set at $50,000. She got out on $20,000 uh, and uh, charged with possession of a firearm. Let's see what else it says here. And I know the article doesn't say how long they've been married, but you would just assume, and this is just an assumption, they've probably been married a long time. It's, yeah, and it says that she cannot. This is her terms of her release. <laughs> Frida can no longer possess a gun. She has a curfew and has to live with her grandson now. Oh, while she's out on bail? Yeah. And I liked what the neighbors had said. Oh, let's get because out. Because they of interviewed the neighbors to see if they could provide any kind of insight as to what this, you know, what type of couple they were. And what'd they say? Well, I mean, I think from all indications. Oh, here it is. Here yeah. it is. I, I got the article. Okay. It says uh, when they went over to re, uh, to ask them anything, they said, I ain't hear no gunshots at all. One man told News 12. Well, that's a problem in itself. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. I wish I would have come outside, but I didn't hear nothing at all. Well, so from all indications, everybody in the neighborhood said they were, and I quote, nice people. But really, if you are that upset with your spouse... Tell them to go get a motel room or something. Don't kill them. Well, apparently this had been boiling for some time. She'd been um, sick of the, I guess, the prescription pill problem that he'd been battling for a while. And she kind of got drawn up in it. um, And she decided that she would knock some sense in his head. She did. And she'd go to bed. Absolutely. Well, and the thing that, so this is funny in itself, but this is kind of a clear-cut case. Yeah, she's Now think about all of the cases that you see, and I know that, Scotty Ray, you may not be one of these ones that's like me, that watches all of these crime shows. Anything like that that's on, you know, in fact, my husband, Mike, has asked me, 
does he have something that he needs to be worried about? Because every time he comes in the room, I'm watching this. So you're watching how to do the perfect crime. Well, I'm, I'm taking doing. notes. But we really do, all jokes aside, we really do have, and, and even our, our daughter knows this, that we have what we call a contract with each other. And that is, I won't kill him. He won't kill me. It won't matter what our life insurance is, what our issues are. They always catch the spouse. I don't understand why there is always in the news, and we picked the South because we are secrets from the South. Correct. But we could have picked any state. Somebody always thinks they're going to get away with the perfect murder of their spouse. And they never do. I don't think the percentage of folks that get away with it, it's got to be less than, I don't know, there's probably some stats on it, less than 5%. Yeah, you're not, it's, it's a rarity. Who's the number one suspect? Always the spouse. That's why there's so many shows out there that, you know, draw me in, well, of Snapped of, and 48 Hours. It's because they're always killing their spouse. This is, this is where i got to stop you. And if you haven't seen this, you have homework tonight. Because I have never in my life watched a show and thought, how did someone even come up with this twisted idea to, to write that and make a movie? Because you sit back and you go, oh, my God, did that just really happen? Uh, have you? And this was a series, and this was the very first episode of it. It was either on Netflix or HBO. I don't know which one. Fargo. Have you ever heard of it? I've seen it. Okay, it was a, a movie years ago. Right. Well, they come out with a series, and Billy Bob Thornton was in it. No, I have not seen the series. I've just seen the movie. Now, I didn't watch season two. It just didn't grab me. But that first season, I have never in my life. It starts out with this little guy that you, you picture him as a weakling is what he is. He's standing in front of a store, and a guy from – this is like 30 years after he's graduated high school. A guy comes by and messes with him. He's got his kids with him, and he starts picking on him like he did in high school. And he pushes him, and he breaks his nose. Well, he has to go to the emergency room. And he's sitting there, and lo and behold, guess who's sitting beside him? Billy Bob Thornton. He has no idea what Billy Bob Thornton does for a living. And he, Billy Bob says, what happened to him? And he goes, oh, I broke my nose. And he goes, so-and-so pushed me. And he goes, you want me to kill him? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? He is a contract killer. So... He goes out, he kills this guy for him, and then calls me and goes, hey, I took care of that. And he goes over and he goes, he freaks out. You kill this guy. And so he becomes friends with Billy Bob Thornton, and he gets all this, and he goes home, and his wife wears the pants in the family. I mean, she runs the household, and she's telling him what a loser he is. And that oh, she I should have this coming. married his brother. And that he's just nothing. He is So, just, in other words, he calls Billy Bob Thornton again. Oh, wait a minute. It gets better. So, she's just standing there reaming him. He's standing there looking at her. And he's got a hammer. And he just reaches out and goes, pop. Pops her in the head. Kills her. So, oh then he goodness. calls Billy Bob Thornton to come dispose of the body. And the whole show is a twist of murder. It, it will blow you away of how this ends up. It's shocking. You need to watch it if you've uh, never seen it. Okay. First season of Fargo. Well, but, you know, do you snap sometimes and you just had enough of somebody telling you what a loser you are? But a lot of these that, you know, we are reading about are things we just read one uh, earlier where a girl had been plotting to kill her husband all winter. Mm. How do you go to bed with that person knowing that I am plotting to take care of you? All right. Let me throw this at you. Do you know of someone? Think hard here. Do you know of someone? that it would not shock you if you were to get up tomorrow morning and read that they had done something like this. 
I know of some people that have what I would say are probably not the most ideal marriage, but I can't say that I have. Apparently you have. I know about two people that if I were to read this, you know, it wouldn't shock me one bit. Marriage can be wonderful, perhaps challenging from time to time. And for some less fortunate, it can be painful or in some cases deadly. According to a published report titled, Tennessee in Top 10 States Where Women Are Killed by Men by Carolyn Sutton, research found women were murdered by their husbands or a romantic partner 11 times more than women who were killed by strangers. In Tennessee, 69 females were victims of homicide in 2017. 90% of those women were killed by gunfire. The study found 2017 was the highest percentage of Tennessee women killed by men with guns compared to the last decade. The top 10 states where women are murdered by men are Alaska, Louisiana, Arkansas, Nevada, Tennessee slash South Carolina, Arizona, Montana, Vermont, and rounding out the top 10 was Georgia. So five of the top 10 are southern states. They are. I wonder why that is. Well, there's there's a lot of things that you can play into this. Of course, as you well know, it's hot in the south. And it's humid. And that plays into, just think back of how many times you've been out in the yard doing something or your air conditioner breaks in your car. How your temper is a lot shorter with your spouse, your kids, and you jump off the handle really easy. So I yeah. think that may be it. Yeah, but I've worked in the yard, you know, the whole day, and I've never come in and said, you know, Mike's got to go. It's because you're a pleasant person. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you compound somebody that's not happy. And you know, picture this: you've got a lady who has a husband that never compliments her anymore, and apparently he's got a new pair of underwear that I found out about. <laughs> that's right. And, and next thing you know, the mailman is stopping every day going, gosh, you look good. And uh, how I like your hair. And he can be ugly. Now, I've learned this about this, too. Affairs have nothing to do with looks. It's more about compliments. I know a lady who, I'm telling you, she is a drop-dead gorgeous woman. And her husband had an affair with probably the ugliest woman I have ever laid out. She looked like, as Fred Sanford said, the part you peel off the Polaroid. Yeah. That's what she looked like. Oh, and he was he was all gung-ho into it because she paid him some attention and patted him on the back, told him that he looked good. Well, that's interesting that you say that because later in the podcast, we actually talk about the differences in why women kill versus men kill. Now, I'll tell you another story that since we're on it, and I just I have to spit this out. I remember this about, uh, this is probably 20 years ago. I rode with a friend of mine to borrow a tool from a friend of his. We go in, and uh, the guy's working on his house, and we get back in the truck, and I said, whew, man, he ain't never got to worry about his wife fooling around on him. And lo and behold, it's, it's just like it come out of nowhere. He hired a guy to come redo the cabinets, and guess what happened? They had she, an affair? Oh, yeah, she had an affair with a carpenter. And I'm, I'm whoo, she was rough. I now, mean, he didn't try to kill her, though, did he? Oh, he, no, he wanted to keep her. It was like, all of a sudden, it's his again. It was territorial. He went and to the guy's house, took his truck, hooked to the uh, porch of his house, pulled the columns down on his house, pulled up all of the flowers in their yard. It's a good thing the guy was a carpenter. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I'm mean, wanted to kill him. I mean, you know, and that's the the biggest drug in the world. And you may know this. What do you think the biggest drug is? I have no idea. It's a woman. 
It's about lust. You think of the wars that have been fought and the killings. A man is the most dangerous over a woman over anything. It's territorial to him. It's his. He's going to protect it. Well, that's going to be interesting when we get further in the podcast to see if the motives that you're talking about, and these are motives to have affairs, but they're also motives for why a husband goes out and says, I'm going to kill my wife. And I think it's interesting to kind of point out the differences in where the wife is coming from versus the husband. And when we looked at this, I thought it was pretty interesting uh, that there's distinct differences. An article titled, The Number of Women Murdered by a Partner is Rising by Carol A. Lambert, says that according to the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence, NRCDV, Intimate partner homicides make up approximately 10% of all U.S. murders. And of these, women comprise for approximately 70% of those killed. In other words, one out of every 10 people murdered is by an intimate partner. And seven of those then murdered are women. Research tells us that women are far more likely to be killed by an intimate acquaintance or spouse than by a stranger. You know, my husband has always been the one that's asked, should I be concerned? But after hearing this, I'm now thinking that maybe it's me that needs to be concerned. Well, it does look like statistically, let me get that word out just right, that men do this more often than women, that they fly off the handle maybe or something and it's murder real quick. But I wonder if women take more time to actually plot their demise of their spouse. See, women are good. They can know a secret and just sit on it to where a man is going to lose it. Well, 90% of the time. But I think it's because it's for two different reasons as to why, typically, it's two different reasons why they are plotting to kill their spouse. An article titled, The Twisted Reasons Why Some Husbands Kill Their Wives by Maria Ricapito states that men kill their wives because of anger and escalating rage, fear of abandonment and loss, and third, jealousy. Less common motives are collecting insurance, mercy killings, psychotic mental illness, and child custody. Women most often are killed for gain, or what they perceived as love. According to an article, Female Murders Have Motives Different Than Those of Men Who Kill by Belinda Parker, she went on to state that gain homicides are those committed for personal benefit, such as money or business and personal advantage. The homicides committed by women for gain in the sample were mostly carried out for insurance payouts, assets are due to being removed from a will following a divorce so in other words women are only looking for financial independence is what it sounds like yeah they want to be able to support themselves be out there on their own that's what it looks like well i hope that you don't have a large insurance payout scotty i've got this is bad and we got this when uh, we first got married i paid uh, our very first home we paid thirty two thousand dollars for and the bank made me get insurance in case i died it was $50,000 worth. That's all I got to this day. I still well, got that same policy. Well, you may want to keep it low. That may help you, <laughs> especially now that I see Angie out there with uh, uh, tools and uh, table saws. Oh, she's got a new nail gun. Oh, no. I'd be worried if I were you. Well, you know, as it pertains to this, it looks like that when you're talking about the reasons why women kill versus the, win- the reason why men kill, it looks like that Ofrida Drake didn't fit the mold. No, she didn't, did she? She just got sick of the pain pills and said, you got to go. I think I think he really got on her last nerve, and she's back to your TV show. She snapped. I think she did. I mean, I just don't know 
it, of any jury that will look favorably at a wife that shoots her husband. She's tired. It's in the night. She decides to call it a night, washes her face, brushes her teeth, and goes to bed and just leaves him sitting in the chair. You know, maybe she just had a good night's sleep and she wanted it. Yeah, maybe she was due. But I think she's going to get a lot of time to get some needed shut-eye in the pen, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, and that's what people don't realize when they do. There's consequences for what you do. And, and how many times do we have to say they're not going to make it? I mean, it's yeah. not going to work out. They're going to get caught. Even in the pen, if you go in and kill somebody, you're going to pay. Somebody's going to rat you out. On a serious note, domestic violence or any violence of any sort is no laughing matter. And it's never a good idea to kill anyone, especially your spouse, even when they push your last button. Because you're going to get caught. We thought we would leave you with the top 10 tips to a happy marriage. According to this article, The Secret to Having a Happy Marriage by Sarah Stillman Berger, the first one is, even happy couples argue. Listen to each other's point of view. When the argument's going off the rails, make the necessary repairs. Second, focus on each other's strengths. And I think what they mean right there is that, like Scotty Ray, if you're the better cook, you need to be the one cooking. We all know that Angie is the better carpenter. Cook <laughs> me? Oh, you're killing me. Well, you, you do know, and let me explain this, of how, how this has been. The, our first 20 years of marriage, Angie didn't work. And so she done all the cooking. Uh, and I lost my job, and I had to go out into this world that I knew nothing about. And I was sitting in Texas by myself. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to wash it. I had never in my life Sounds washed like to a me, pair you were of spoiled. Oh, I mean, she really got the better end of the deal. I mean, let's really look at this. She had life made up until I lost my job. And then one day I wake up in this nightmare of trying to figure out what to do with detergent. It was awful. Well, but you see the point that they're trying to make there is everybody has strengths in the marriage. And you That's just have to figure out how do you complement each other's strengths. They're not going to be the same. That's true. I mean, I obviously your strengths are limited, but... <laughs> Number three, don't expect your partner to complete you. Like the Jerry Maguire movie, be happy with who you are and not expect them to be the parts you're not. Fourth, do things together and have fun together. Fifth, choose to be attracted to your spouse. Sixth, laugh with each other. Seventh, be kind to one another. Eighth, celebrate small, good moments. Stop what you're doing and recognize the small things your spouse accomplished, whether at home or work. Ninth, appreciate each other. And tenth, accept and expect change. Scotty, I could not agree more, but I'm going to throw one out there for you. This will be no number 11. All right, I'm listening. Okay, it never hurts to have that contract like I mentioned. You know, the one that I was saying that uh, my husband Mike and I have with each other. I won't kill you. You don't kill me. What a handshake deal that is. Hey, listen, we really do have it. And so it, it's comical. It's funny. And we say that in humor, but we do have that. I mean, again, I don't think that's a bad thing. If I'm sick of somebody, they're sick of me. All they have to do is say, you got to go. She gone. So I think it helps us. So that's why I threw that out there as number 11. But unfortunately, I don't think it would have helped uh, James Drake. No. And let me say this about marriage. As you've, you've had 23 years for you, yep. I've, I've been married 30. I don't, I couldn't function without my better half. I mean, she knows what I think, how I do it, and she's there for me. And, 
you know what my biggest fear in life is? And it, this is a fear. What? That I'd be left here, that she'd pass away before me. I want to go first because I couldn't make it without her. Well, she apparently was, so. You don't have many uh, skills. No, but she could make it without me. So, you know, I'm asking God, if he's listening right now, let me be the one. Well, we don't want any one of you uh, to go anytime soon, but, but you know I'm just saying I mean. that I'll be getting a lot of phone calls if uh, something does happen, because it'll be, hey, how do I boil water? Hey, how do I wash <laughs> clothes? Hey, you busy? Want to come over for a minute? We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue, provide humor, reflect on our heritage and culture, whether strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? Well, if so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with your contact information, and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, now you know a secret from the South. <laughs>